All right, we're back. Better than nothing pod. How are we, Miranda? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome back, guys. How are you, Rach? I'm good. Uh, what is, oh, we're recording on Tuesday. Okay, so this will go out Friday. Yeah, so Tuesday, I just got back from da- like a work trip in Dallas from like Wednesday to Friday last week. So we kept it pretty low key for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I finished my book. And then I started a new one. I have a watch. Jealous dogs. <laughs> I honestly, I have to admit to you, Rach, I haven't been reading for the last like three weeks. I it's it's messing with me. I know it, and I don't know why. I have like reader's block. What is it? I don't know. I I think the problem is I only have books that I don't want to read right now, mm. and I'm just like annoyed at that and I yeah I don't honestly I think I just need to just here's what happens if I'm reading a lot my house looks like a total disaster but I'm fine yeah excuse me now if I'm not reading my house looks fantastic I can see that so like it's like hard to give that up So I want you to, uh, I want you to get Credence by Penelope Douglas. I think it's like 11 bucks on Amazon. So have it sent to your house. Order it. I will. I wish I could. I'm going to write it down. So Credence. I'll send, actually, I'll just send it to you. Send it to me. I need something new. I, I also, I read all of Lisa Jewell's books. So like. And I have another book that's by this other author that I like. And for some reason, it's just like not pulling me in. But again, I think I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This sucks. Hmm. I hate it. I hate when I get like this. I just need to pull myself out of it. I'm also like, um... my mind is like going, like, it feels like there's a lot going on up here right now. Not like in a productive way but I like I'm having a hard time getting all my thoughts out and then opening up the book like for a perfect example I tiptoed around mania this weekend and I rearranged our room and I took out this metal wardrobe that we had storing all of our clothes and upon moving our bed I discovered so Okay, stick with me here, guys. This is, it's funny, I promise. So our bed was really squeaky. Like, we're talking like fucking loud. And it was like getting worse. And we were like, okay, we have to get a new bed. This sucks, but we'll just get a new bed. So I moved the bed. And I also live in like a 1940s house. So this house is pretty old and the floors are just as old. And I move the bed and I have to crawl over top of the bed to get to the other side, something like that. And I realize it's like not squeaking and I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then I walk where the middle of the bed once was and the whole floor is just like the hole under the bed was just this long squeaky floorboard. (laughs) Is there more to this? (laughs) Every time that we would, you know, use our bed, (laughs) 
and now it's just not loud anymore. So did my, you already test it out? Oh, I mean, yeah. But now it's so the extremely squeaky floorboard is on the very end of the bed. Like you don't, you just walk over top of it now, and I could just literally step my. I put my pinky toe on it, and that thing is just like. Ur, ur. <laughs> And then if you just walk over top of it, it's so loud. Oh, my gosh. So I don't have to get a new bed, guys. This is good news. That is and good news. it was very um, entertaining, to say the least. It's like that. Uh, there's some TikToks where these parents will be like, Mom, I heard you screaming. Are you okay? <laughs> these, like, kids come in. They're, like, crying. She was like, and then you order pizza. <laughs> what? And they're like, mom is okay. Like, because they were like in the bedroom and she must have been, you know, making some noises. And the kid's like, she's like, I tried to call for you, but no one answered. Oh my God. That's terrible. That's my nightmare. That's my nightmare. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. It probably I don't know will what happen. To do. I don't know what to do about that. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that later. It sucks. The kids involving a marriage with sex sucks. Yeah. Well, like better you than me. Mm -hmm. um, how was Amelia's dance recital? Oh, she did really well. She's yeah. such a cutie. She's... Was she nervous? No, of course not. She's like, what's? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we're going to dance. I'm like, we're going to dance recital. She's like, this isn't the way to dance, mom. I'm like, we're not going to dance. We're going to a dance recital. And then she was back there for like hours. Oh, so she picked up on the fact that like you guys weren't going to the same location. Mm hmm. She knows where we're going all the time. Like in the car, she noticed. Mm hmm. Oh, that's so cute. Yep, we just go to places. She knows where Target is. <laughs> I was telling Vito that, like, I was like, there's kids that go to Target with their mom every single day, and I think that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Why? I don't know. They're like, time to go to Target. Like, that's, like, a part of their routine, and I think that's yeah. just very funny that people just go to Target that much. Target, probably Starbucks, too. Like, it's just, that's their their stops their errands for the day what's your guys's the gym no <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where amelia like, was going know? to the what to the court they were going to the gym oh i mean yeah, yeah every morning they wake up and she's like are we going to the gym today i'm like yeah <laughs> does she like it yeah she's like we go in the morning so like we get there at like 8 30 and they're like the first kids there how nice is it for you to like go and work out and not be like tied down by time? Uh, well, you have a two hour limit. That's still a lot of time. <laughs> it feels heavy. You're like, as soon as like I hit that like hour 15, I'm like, oh my gosh, I better hurry up. I better hurry up. But like, I still have like 45 minutes if I really wanted to stay for 45 minutes, but I usually don't stay for the full 45 because, I don't know, I just feel bad that my kids are, like, hanging out with strangers. I don't know. I'm weird. Um, this 
my, she used to be my coach. Now she has kids and she like left that company. But, um, she talks about like how have going to gyms with the daycare is like a godsend because mm-hmm. she would, um, that's when she would like also take her showers, like also take, go in the sun, like the whole thing, like get ready for the day. And it just was life changing for her, like in conjunction with getting her workout in. If I could go at like 7am, that would be, I think better. And hear me out because I could like, I could actually like get ready there. I feel like, I don't know, 830 is like, you have to understand, like, we're up at, like, 5.30, 6.30 some mornings. So we're just, like, killing time, hanging out, and then we go. And, like, I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. Also, it really makes you look forward to going to the gym without kids. Like, those times where, like, it's just, like, it's it's fun going without kids. Like, you feel like there's just – you have the whole thing to yourself. I don't know. It's just – it is also, it's also stressful because, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, um, if Lucas has to go pee, I'm – I don't know. Just – but, yeah, well, it's nice. Do they, do they take him to the restroom or no? Mm-mm, they're not allowed to touch your kids, basically, which is great. Oh. But, yeah, you can't go yeah. to the bathroom with them, except parents can. Yeah. It's just a little anxiety-inducing sometimes, I guess. Yeah. I could see that. Um, so was that the only story that you had? Yeah. The squeaky floorboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny to me. Sorry, guys. I had a shirt. No, I thought it was funny too. Anyways, but I figured this, cause we talked about this earlier where I can talk about like coaching and just like where I'm at with that. Yeah, please tell, I actually, Rachel, I need to ask you like three questions. Okay. What is your ideal day? Oh, why is that a question? Because I feel like I know, I know nothing about you. Did you guys know that? I know nothing about Rachel. So why do you say that? I feel like I know nothing about, like, I want to know everything that you like. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll answer it. And then I want to hear what yours is. Okay. All right. Um, an ideal day. It's probably a Saturday. And it starts with a slow, slow morning. Okay. Like we're not, we are not waking up to an alarm and we're getting up slow, having some coffee outside, like on the porch or patio, the sun is out. So I can feel it a little, little bit of heat on my face. (laughs) I have a little bit of coffee and then maybe doing some sort of a workout or um, doing some activity outside that is like ideal. And then if after this like strenuous activity, going to get like a nice lunch on a patio, it's really nice. And then (laughs) Maybe coming back and finishing the day, just like outside and reading, throw a couple alcoholic beverages in there. That's like a nice, that is a nice ideal day. Honestly, you're going to hate this. I wish that I could. (laughs) That sounds like like, my ideal day too. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a doing nothing day for me. Like that sounds perfect. 
and kids so, are f- fully taken care of. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, that's like an ideal Saturday. Like, my ideal Saturday plans are always like do something physical in the morning, really work your ass off, earn some like lunch beers, lunch, whatever come back because you're having it during the day you have like two to three you still feel great you can come home still get your stuff done whatever you need to have dinner at home and finish your day outside and it's just super relaxing that's my ideal that's my ideal saturday um that sounds great thanks but yeah you would agree i would 100 percent agree honestly at this point i think any ideal day is a day that i'm not working on my house Mm, yeah that's mm-hmm. where i'm at uh also yeah. if i could just like take if i could go to like a farmer's market or like any market outdoor market with my kids and my husband that would be cherry on top it's so fun yeah that's a good one too i love doing we like really enjoy these like family activities that we get to do and we just need to find more of them yeah. Do you guys have local farmers markets? They're just far away from us. I don't know. There's mm. just like nothing there. I don't even have a local coffee shop. Like I'm mm. not, I live in the middle of apparently nowhere, but like not, mm. I'm in the suburbs. I feel like I live more in the middle of nowhere than you do right now. You do. It's just the way that the city's set up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what other questions did you have? What's your favorite color? I don't know. I always say purple, but maybe like brown or black. (laughs) (laughs) Or like um, a burnt orange. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know if I really have a favorite color. I like them all. I don't discriminate. They're all good. Mm. You sound like my kids. What? What do they it's say? Just, they, I, I'm like, what's your favorite color? And she's like, pink, blue, purple, red. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like or she'll tell me like, yeah, like what shirt color she's wearing is her favorite. It's funny. Um, I feel like I have had the same favorite color my whole life, and it's pink. Hmm. Is it really pink? I will die in pink. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. You th- mm-hmm. I like red. Red's a good one too. Red's a challenging one. I, whenever I see red, it's like target. Oh yeah. I wish that red was just easier to style in clothing. Yeah. What, what I you love a red it? dress. Yeah. I, yes. Agree. Agree. I just, like, Vito bought this, like, red polo, and I was like, what are you going to wear that with? <laughs> I can wear like sometimes you're mean to him. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> that's just how I am with everybody, and, like, if you just, like, take my jokes, we'll get along really well, but if you don't, you'll fucking hate me. <laughs> that's just how it goes i do i like my my humor is like i kind of fuck with people but like if you get like really upset about it then it like gets worse and i can't turn it off i like can't shut it off 
I'd like I was to just with out. Jess and um, we were going through like your replies to her stories. And mm-hmm. this one day she posted like um, a plate of food and it was like maybe like strawberries and kiwis, but the plate was also colorful too. And she like said in her caption or whatever it was and was just like in her story and was like, Oh, it's like uh, all the colors. And you replied and said, the plate, the plate doesn't count. And I was like, she's such an asshole. <laughs> you said the plate doesn't count, Jessica. <laughs> I did do that. That was a good one. I couldn't stop laughing. Her stories are so much fun to reply to. Mostly because I feel like Jessica's one of the few people that understands my humor and like I don't have to worry about hurting her feelings. Yeah, so we were laughing at that. I, like, I thought that was funny. I like people like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. any other questions? <laughs> Let's see. Okay, we got ideal day. We got your favorite color. Do you have a favorite car? Mm, I mean, like right now I want to ford bronco interesting i would not have expected that yeah i mean i've always wanted a jeep but jeeps are a piece of shit so and they're it's shifted to a bronco dude so i have a friend she was driving a jeep rubicon and she traded it in for like this big truck which is like twice the size and her payment was chopped in half when she traded in the car When she switched to what? When she switched from a Jeep to a massive truck. Oh, and her payment. What kind of truck was it? A Dodge 2017. It's like lifted. It's extended cab. The Jeep was more expensive than that. Hold on. I've got a dog trying to jump on my lap. Hmm, Bring it up here. Let's see what he's doing. Oh, look at the pups. We've got a guest. What's his name? His name is um, Jack. You know what? He probably can't stay up here because I can. you can probably hear him, can't you? I can smell him. <laughs> Miranda, <laughs> does he look like he would smell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to put him down. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is this dog, he's adorable, but he whines. Like, he will, like, <laughs> oh, gosh, really? Oh, yeah, he just wants love. Do. Is he, he like, a dog that wants to be held? Mm, no, but, like, he wants to sit on my lap. Like, he wants to be with me all the time. I understand that. I want to be with you all the time, Rach. <laughs> I can't believe you said you can smell as soon as he jumped up, I was like, I can picture the smell perfectly. He doesn't. He actually does not smell that bad. I've had. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. I just. um, I really like cats. A lot. Hold on. I have a thought about this, but I got to get him off. For years, I've been telling Rachel to get a hairless cat. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but I spent a lot of my life hating dogs and I'm just like how did I do that for so long I don't hate dogs no I don't hate dogs they're really cute 
you know, they like attention more than I'm capable at this time. So that being said, in like two years when both my kids are in school full time, I'm a hundred percent likely going to get a dog because I don't even know what I'm going to do with my hands. I'm going to have way too much free time. Yeah, totally. Sorry about the barking. I've <clears throat> got rid of that situation. It's okay. Um, anyways, we're like getting far into this episode. So I just kind of want to talk about something that I felt like I've been, um, like haven't really communicated only with a select few of people. And I'm still, you know, trying to, flesh out my thoughts. Um, but you know, some backstory here, I was laid off in, um, November, which was like my full-time income. And then I spent December, like half of November, some of December trying to get another job. Um, while I was still coaching, like my coaching is definitely like a part-time approach. I really wanted to see if this was something I wanted to do. I never went like full in on it. Just I wanted to see if I would like it truthfully, like especially because I'm, yeah, because I'm someone who has changed jobs every two years. Like while I've always been in insurance, I've still have had a new job every year or year and a half, two years, simply for the fact that like you get bored of it and you want the new challenge and whatever. And I was fearful of, you know, coaching, of being in this space where I'm just like, because I had no intentions of like building a company that was multiple employees, like multiple coaches. That's never been me. I've always kind of wanted to do something very small, me being the face and the coach and everything. And, and while I think there, there's a lot to learn in that, right? Like there's so many layers to it. I still just wanted to. I wanted to be responsible, especially being financially responsible. I wanted to get to a certain um, income before I would ever leave for like that job for, or my, you know, my full-time income and replace it with coaching income. It had like the figures had to make sense because I think something people don't really think about is like, you know, you say like, (laughs) especially in the coaching world, people be like, make 10K months every month, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the goal. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that should be the goal. But you know, you pay taxes, like you're taxed. <laughs> it's like, right. Yes. A hundred percent. No, sorry. Sorry. I'm thinking about anyway, go on. Yeah. So, um, like, and you're paying so into that I- too. Like, yeah, right. Like it's a business expense. So this is, so let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars from coaching. Well, 20,000 of that is probably in, let's, let's just say 20% is business expenses. If you run lean, maybe you get that to like 10 grand depends on like where you spend your money. Right. Well, like I've done, I did like a lot of, um, like mentorship programs, um, you know, other things that can add up very, very, very quickly. You also have services, right? So like, like typical business expenses, let's say that costs 20%, $20,000. So you're already at 80K. So 80K potentially of profit. Okay. But 80K is still needs to be taxed. So it works out to be. And so it you, doesn't go far. It doesn't that's go what far. I mean. So when you're saying like business owner, like people just spewing all of this out, it's just, 
in addition to, so not even just taxes, you then you still have to put money away in a 401k or retirement that insurance. Like, another company isn't matching plus insurance. So like a hundred thousand dollars in hundred thousand dollars in the business world versus like being an entrepreneur versus a hundred thousand dollars in, um, in corporate world. Very different. Very, very I, different. I understand right? that. I do. Mm -hmm. Taxes. It's just something. So anyways, there's a lot to consider there, right? I Before making a leap like that is just something that I've always stuck to my guns about. And I always wanted to do it because I loved it, not because like I had to do it. So anyways, backtracking to when I got laid off, was looking for a job, still coaching. So I get this new job in January. It's, um, it, it was like different from what I had done before. So I really wanted to, one, I really wanted to be successful and like put my everything into it. So like I really stopped taking clients and I just took the clients that I wanted to work with. And in that time, I started to really reflect on what I wanted to do with this business. Like, is it something that I still enjoy to do? Especially when it's, you know, it's hard. What's hard when you're a coach is coaching other people when you don't feel your best. Okay, I could so imagine that a hundred percent. Yes. It is a yes. um, huge mind fuck. Like, and, mm -hmm. and maybe you don't feel your best physically, mentally, you have to show up for people in a way that is very, it can be very demanding. Um, and especially like marketing and on the internet where looks are everything. So you have to attain a certain, you feel like you have to attain a certain image. So a lot of that was kind of going through my head because I was, you know, dealing with severe, like not severe, but like some acne issues, gut health issues. Um, obviously I have had to put on weight for all of those reasons because I needed to work on my digestion, had to like be eating at maintenance, even like really above maintenance, um, putting my health first versus like the physical aspect. So that was like a total mind fuck along with being in a new job and, you know, trying to be the best at that. And yeah. in those months I was like, you know, struggling to figure out if this was something I wanted to do, what I wanted to, who I wanted to work with. And, or like, if this was something I wanted to keep going with while I'm feeling like a shell of who I have been, I started to think, okay, if this is something I want to continue to do, I have, it has to be with the right people because I think what has caused me burnout in the past and what makes me not feel energized sometimes with coaching is working with individuals that drain you they're draining me and don't make sense for me and I've started to think of like okay what quality what clients of mine have I had that have been a joy to work with like I get like I leave those conversations I leave their check-ins I get excited for them like everything about it I've enjoyed the process the whole way through I started to like write down some of those qualities right and I was like these people take accountability. They take action. Um, you know, they are motivated. They um, are, are very honest and upfront, um, you know, always keeping me in the loop of what's going on. They always check in. They're always communicating, right? So there's just these qualities of these types of clients that I wanted to work with. And I was like, 
So if I already have this, I already know the type of people I want to work with, yet I'm taking on some who I'm casting a net. It's like casting a net and taking all the fish instead of like just those that fit like a big net versus a small net for those that I really want to work with. And for a long time, I've been casting a really big net when I need to be casting a smaller one with the people that I truly that meet that bill of the qualities of the type of people that I want to work with. So I've had this like recent revelation and now I feel like this feels energizing. Okay. Now I, and I don't know if it's like a rebrand or it's more so just me starting to be very authentic to who I want to work with type. I'm very, I was telling Miranda this, like my authentic self is no bullshit. My authentic self is very direct and honest and upfront with you. Um, even if the truth hurts, even if the truth hurts, right? Yeah. And I found myself trying to please other people and be more understanding and be more, which is fine. I think you can be understanding, but I think you can also set expectations for people and let them know that this is something, if, if the type of relationship we will have, this is how I operate. If this works for you, great. But if it doesn't, then we are probably not a good fit. Yeah. I think, I think that's valid. I mean, there, of course, there's going to be people that will take everybody's money and just like be fine with it. But like, I think that you are showing that you don't want to do that. And no, I think that shows integrity. And I think for a while and I before like when before I was, you know, you get in this trap where you just want to help everybody. That's where it gets difficult, right? Like you just, you know, you can help people. But here's, here's what I was running up against is I wanted it more than they wanted it. And that's an yeah. issue. I think I hear this a lot where like you, I can't teach you to care about yourself. I can't teach you. There's like some things that you can't teach people. And it's mm -hmm. also not your job. Your job is to write programs and motivate them along the way. Right. Yeah. And guide but you to genuine. Yeah. Right. So like, Outside of that, that's already something that you're doing that's unpaid labor. Yeah. Oh, well, especially like having the emotional investment, right? Like, especially wanting that's labor. Than you that's labor. Yeah, I'm sure. It's absolutely labor. And it can be extremely exhausting having to, you're pouring the way I see it is, uh, and I tell this to people all the time, it's like you're pouring from an empty cup and yeah. you can't, you can't do that forever. There's, that is a, a absolutely unsustainable on every yeah. level. And um, yeah, I think it's absolutely fair. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of like what I've been dealing with, what I've been thinking. I wanted to talk about it on here because I want to start to put that out on social media, but uh I want the in context conversation to go somewhere where it can live in a longer forum of where these thoughts have come and not just so people see like, Oh, well, she's just shifted to a different. Cause that's not the case. Like I think I've just haven't been sharing my true authentic self and I just want to start to 
Well, it's also a form of protecting yourself and not showing your authenticity on any place is like a form of protection. Uh, That's what I recently learned in therapy is that I protect myself. Yeah. Well, especially when like there was a huge, like when coaching was introduced like early on, you know, it was cutthroat. Like you worked with people who said you do this, this, this. And if you don't, like we don't work together. Yeah. Like you have to want it. You have to do this. Like I'm not going to hold your hand to a degree. Like truly the job of a coach is to provide you with your, the, the plan of action. And then they are to hold you accountable to the goals that you've set out for yourself and guide you along the way. Yeah. That is like the role of a coach. Like I'm, and I think where these lines get blurred is the emotional component uh, and, and the mental component of it. And in, for me, I am nowhere, uh, you know, authorized to provide that help. And the, the lines of therapist and wellness coach get very blurred of, especially expectations of, you know, um, coach or of coaches. I have so much to say about this really quick. I understand this because back in the day when I was talking about my eating disorder and healing from that, I would get messages from people wanting to chat about their stuff as if I was some person that could help them through Mm -hmm. this. And I am not at all like a a professional in this whatsoever. And that feeling sucks. You're like, because you don't know what, at least from my perspective, was like, these were strangers messaging me, wanting me to help them with their eating disorders. And I'm like, how, how it just felt so unfair to be put in that position, because you know that like this person's in a vulnerable state, and you don't really know what to do there. So I I understand that in a, I guess, in a different way. No, I agree. And I what on the point I was trying to make too is like in early, you know, coaching careers, it was very cutthroat. It was very like expected of you to show up for yourself. And if you didn't, like you're out. And I think it started to change as the culture of like health and wellness changed where it became to be more like uh, I don't know, rainbowy, like a little bit more like which there's truth to that, right? Like not all fit, like fitness looks different on everybody. Health looks different on everybody. But if you are dealing with a mental health issue, or I think you are that struggling this, to... let me, I think that this, whoever this client is right. Like the, say this client that is coming, like they, I think this person needs to be um, upfront and honest about what they want as in like their goals. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. What do you, well, they usually are. And if they are, if their actions don't match up with their goals, then like, you know, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. That's where it just gets like, like I said, it gets draining because you can only be like, 
so gracious so many times before you're like, listen, well, maybe it was time to turn on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's that what I'm saying. I think for a long time, like I didn't tap into that and I was fearful of like the repercussions of doing something like that. And I think doing that for so long caused me to burn out, which is why now I think mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm going to put it out there even like while. So that's why I say when I'm marketing now, it's going to be like, this is what you are going to get. So before you, let's say you are watching my stories, you are watching my posts, you already know before you get on the phone with me, right? And you are interested in coaching, you already know what you're going to expect. Like, you yeah. are working with someone who is going to hold you accountable. And if you do not, if you, your actions do not meet the, um, you know, the goals that you've explained to me, then this relationship will not work. And it doesn't I, work. You know, I will terminate, you know, this contract and whatever those, you know, the consequences right. might be. I'm feeling motivated right now. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I just, I think I'm looking forward to attracting more people who. Of course that was. Emulate quality. Well, yeah. And it's like, well, because you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I want these like grade A fucking clients who like always execute. But it's like, yeah, you, that's really, because that's what it is. These people, the people who I want to work with are people who are driven, are motivated. They just need to know what to do and they need to be held accountable. Those are the people I want to work with. And you're not saying I want clients to come with me to me with a fitness background. I'm not saying come to me already shredded. I'm no, saying I've worked with, I've worked with people yeah. who are overweight and have all of those qualities they, mm-hmm. they've been able to use those qualities in other areas of their life. They haven't used it in health and fitness. They trans right. those skills translate very easily over to other disciplines and it's helping them, giving them the plan on what to do and then making sure that they do it. So on the, back to the topic of like, when you said that the, the culture became rainbowy, I think what you're trying to say is people had realized that like their health and wellness was so intertwined with mental wellness and mental health that it was like kind of hard to separate them. However, it can be, it can be done. Of course, I agree that they're heavily intertwined and like, it's really hard to like discombobulate that, but like it can be a hundred percent addressed and it it doesn't have to Here's how it looks Here's where it gets blurred. You look at my profile and you see weight loss coach. And let's say you are someone who feels depressed, is overweight, um, deals with anxiety, has, is dealing with mental health issues, and you are overweight. Well, you see weight loss coach. You see me talk about like, eat whatever you want, still lose weight, eat, do this, eat, still lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And they think the losing the weight is going to solve the depression issue or solve the anxiety issue. And I'm not to say that that like that can't be a cure. I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. But if those symptoms, the depression, the anxiety are overwhelmingly like ultimately what you're feeling and it's rooted in something that's deeper than just 
being overweight. Usually there's a, a deeper root cause as to why someone is overweight that they need to uncover before I can even enter the chat, right? Like there are some things mm-hmm. that I think you need to maybe consider working with a therapist first to uncover what that looks like. And, and maybe it's just steps that you need to take on your own. But if it is like, I'm struggling to get out of bed every day, like I'm struggling to even make sure that I get outside to, you know, I can only do so much to say, okay, well, here's the plan. Here's how we hold you accountable. But if those, like you said, if those actions don't align with those goals, then it's, there's, it's, it's, uh, I am not the right person and no coach really, unless they are a therapist is the right person for you at this time. Yeah. Therapist. I highly recommend, you know, this, I will, I'll take any opportunity to tell somebody to see a therapist. And that's not to say like, you know, exercise does like they it's been proven right that it helps it does feelings of depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to get to a point but if it's so bad that you can't get out of bed or you cannot get yourself to get to the gym it is so much deeper than so much cheaper that like a weight loss coach on the internet who has a personal trainer certification or whatever it is can help you with it needs to be from a professional Uh uh-huh I 100% agree I do. I, I could see that. I I could see that being draining to you because, and I, I mean this in the best way. So when somebody is not in their right, not state of mind, but like when they're not feeling great, they have to get their energy from somebody else. And what was happening is it kind of like, they're kind of like energy suckers. Yeah. And I'm yeah. saying this as like, I've been that person. I suck the energy out of my husband sometimes. And like, it's not fair to do that. So yeah, I definitely would recommend therapy to these individuals because one, here's one thing that I just learned yesterday was, uh, my therapist said that anybody that has like struggled with an eating disorder and versus somebody that hasn't, you're no matter what you do to change your body, you'll never be happy with it. There's always going to be a small part of how big, you know, it's always going to be there. So like, I'm going to be in therapy for probably a long time. And yeah, if that, if you identify with that, like a, a coach isn't going to fix that for you, I think is what I'm trying to say. No, I completely, completely agree. Especially, holy shit. If we, I now this episode is turning into something that like it didn't think it would go, but it's fine. <laughs> um, if you struggle with binge eating, oh my God, or an eating disorder and you therapy, and you go and find a coach who says they are a binge eating coach or they are a, um, what oh, is gosh. it? Recovery or like, um, eating disorder recovery coach, please, for the love of God, ask Run. for some fucking credentials. No, no, no. Ask for some credentials. Make sure yeah. they have appropriate credentials. Yeah. If they do not, like, that is left to a professional. There is something that, like, so this is something, you know, I wanted us to talk about that I think goes along with this. So anytime you have 
a goal. Let's just, I'll be at weight loss because it's easy. You need to understand the why. And this gets thrown out a lot. Okay. A lot, a lot, a lot. Understand your why. Know why you want to do this, right? There's a reason for that. Like in the corporate world, we do root cause analysis. Okay. If, do you know what that is, Miranda? I think I've heard of it, but that's not something I deal with in my daily life. Yeah. Basically what it is, is you are going in. So you have a problem. There's usually a goal and we understand, we need to understand why you want to achieve that goal or why it is a problem. And you keep asking why to uncover the true root cause, the true cause of the problem, the true reason for the goal. So understanding the true reason for the goal or the true problem at hand, that's how you're able to like anchor yourself and being able to understand how you can be motivated to get up and go and and show up for yourself and be able to attain these, these which goals, which is going to be helpful if you're working with, especially like the binge eating or the um, eating disorder recovery, like going through those whys, like that's where you work with a therapist to do that. They're going to help well, you uncover the why. That's, that's exactly what we do in therapy is I yes. go to her and I'm like, this is a problem. Why the fuck am I like this? Fix it, Kim. And she's like, well, do you guys, do you hear that? Hear what? Vito's, uh, I think sawing something. I'm not quite sure. I didn't hear it. Or no, that was a drill. Anyway. So every time you go into therapy, it is, why is this happening? Because underneath the uh, self-hate talk, right? That's just something, right? The Mm -hmm. self-hate talk. Why is that happening? Oh, it's your mother's voice in your head. So what do we do? We, we find that now we found the why it's happening, then we can attack it. And we just Mm -hmm. keep going with like, why can't I stop obsessing over my legs? She's like, well, you know, like this is, that's how you'd get deeper into things. It's literally the question that I'm at. Like, that's how you understand things. Yeah. It's just keep asking why. And I would encourage you, um, especially with like when we're on the, when I went on my rant about the binging and, um, you know, the other side of that spectrum with, um, like starving yourself or things like that. It's if you can't do it on your own, um, I would highly encourage you to seek out a professional before working with an uncredentialed coach. So I learned a long time ago, listening to this audiobook that like changed my life. It's uh, called eating in the light of the moon. And what she says is if you're recovering, I know this has like nothing to do with the topic, whatever she said, if you are in, in the last like three months, six months, whatever, and you have struggled with any type of eating disorder, don't go to the gym. You are not allowed in the gym until, because what happens when you have an eating disorder, you're like, I'll just burn off the calories that I ate. 
And like that is already like feeding into your eating disorder. So in the last like three months you have restricted, you're not like, you don't go to the gym. That's just out. So once you have established healthy eating habits, then you are allowed to go into the gym. And uh, no, I think that's that's so, but yeah, no, I agree. And that like circles back to the point of like, you work with these people who aren't able to, don't have the wherewithal to understand those concepts. You're putting a bandaid on those solutions. Like you're just further pushing off this problem to manifest even worse. Right. Uh, Yeah. So I think that like, as we circle this back to like me and understanding like the type of people I want to work with, the people who, you know, are mentally ready um, and yes. do not have any pre-existing mental health issues um, that have not been addressed by a professional. Yeah. That's just, I, really I mean this in the nicest way possible. It's not your job. I'm sorry. Like, I mean that in the nicest way possible to that person, to you. It's not your job Mm -hmm. to do that because that is, people are paid to take on that stress. And I don't want you taking on that stress. I don't want anybody taking on that stress. Like, uh, because I know that I, I couldn't imagine. It's just a lot to take that on. People will, it just sucks it all out of you. And yeah. it's not like people do it intentionally. It, but it, no, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they it, don't. No, they I don't. do it. No, I completely agree. Um, and it's not like these people are bad people. It's again, there's this blurred line in coaching that I don't think a lot of people are drawing a line, a line in the sand to understand. And I have started to just really uncover this and be honest with myself. And that's why I will start to very. I've started to really shift. And going forward, the type of people I will work with, because I do want to continue to do this. I do love this work. It just has to look different for me to keep doing it. I agree. I'm happy that you figured that out because I think that you are a great coach. And I think that uh, hiding yourself in a way is only going to hinder your growth And when you have to put up a facade all day long, like all that does is drain you. Yeah, definitely. And again, like if I'm like, there are some coaches out there that are care bearers and I'm just not the care. I, I do care. I care just as much about your goals as much as you do. That's why I am direct and stern while at the same time understanding, but letting you know when you're making excuses for yourself. Yeah. I, I guess I just never saw this part of coaching and it makes me see it a little differently. Yeah. I think it's uh, definitely something, and this is not the episode we wanted to go with, but since we're at this time already, I'm like, we can't talk about our next topic. We'll no, see I know. I one. can't even bring that in. I, it needs to be talked about more what the next topic is, but I'm happy this, that we got yeah. this out. I hope that you me got too. some relief here. I honestly want some coaches to listen to this because I wonder if they will relate. I have uh, a dozen people I could send this to. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious because you can feel very isolated, especially when there are business coaches breathing down your throat to say you need to make X amount of money. You need to do this. You need to do that. But no one's talking about what it's like to actually be a coach and what it is in the day to day and working with people and what that really means. So I wonder if you've seen this TikTok of this guy that has he like puts his phone number on the back of like on bumper cars and says, how's my driving call this number? And like, you know, typically like the typical yeah. Karen will call and mm -hmm. he puts on his therapist, like a friend that's a therapist and like talks to the Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like at the end of one of them, this lady, she was, <laughs> he was like, it sounds like you've had a really tough day. And she just starts crying and she's like, I have. And it's like, wow, we actually got through to <laughs> somebody that was just way out of line. Therapy works. That's, that's my, that's my cause, uh, call to action, I guess today. Go to therapy guys. I highly recommend it. I therapy, feel like ask for people's credentials. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. That too. You that's know if something is deeper going on. And it's not just, well, if I lose weight, then it'll fix my problem. You know, if there's something more going on, I know, you know, it deep down in your heart. I promise you, if that is a, something that you are, might be thinking, like, if I lose weight, these problems will go away. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm don't. still in therapy trying to work this shit out. The thing is, is like you come up with shit. Now I just live in a fucking delusion. Oh, okay, how do we put this on a lighter note and close this out? Uh, I hope that you have a great weekend. <laughs> oh, we are not bringing the Friday energy. Well. Oh, I mean, this could be Friday energy. We don't know what people's Fridays are. <laughs> Yeah, true. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening. Follow the podcast, share with friends. If you're a coach and this resonated with you, slide in my DMs. Seriously, they're open. Let's talk about it. It's, uh, it can be this, that industry can be very isolating. So CC me. I'm you. just curious. <laughs> I just want to know what's going on. Okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye.